Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite cuppa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode. Today I have such an exciting one. I think I'd probably say that for a lot of them. <laughs> My goodness, do I love podcasting. So today we have our first international guest. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm speaking with Lisa Barwides of Ireland. And our story really started in a bar in Limerick, Ireland. And it's just, I love our story so much. So Lisa and I did not know each other. We're part of the same nutrition company and they were, they were having a conference in Limerick. And so we both just met there at that time. I was actually at that one, I was speaking, I was part of a panel and, um, Lisa saw me speaking. And then afterwards in the bar, we were chatting cause she knew I was a personal trainer. And she, at the time she was working in the corporate world. So when we started talking, I told her about kettlebells now, especially like I'm still excited about kettlebells, but at the time I was like crazy excited about kettlebells. I just think they're incredible for everyone, but especially women in training. I just, Oh, I love kettlebells, but we will get into that in the episode. But basically from that conversation, it sparked something in Lisa and she went on to become a personal trainer and specializing in kettlebells and creating this incredible movement, the warrior goddess movement. And it's just been incredible to watch Lisa do this. Now, she went on to own her own studio, plus she's always had an incredible on online presence as well. And she's going to share how she did it all, at least as best she can. And I think that the this time is so perfect because so many people are thinking, you know, is this my opportunity? Is this my opportunity in life to actually make a shift? And just to add to it, Lisa is what I like to call an independent mom. So she's a single mom and to a beautiful teenage boy. And she went for it um, even then. And I know it can feel like a lot of pressure at the best of times. I know what it's like to change careers, but when you're responsible for another human, wow, I'm really just so in awe of Lisa and everything that she's accomplished. So you're going to absolutely love this interview. She is just so honest about, you know, the struggles, what it takes, the, you know, the mindset and the steps that she took. And I just love her honesty throughout the whole thing. She's just absolutely incredible. She's an inspiration to women in business. She's an inspiration to people who want to make that shift. And she's an inspiration to obviously her community where she has really inspired them to live their best lives and become incredibly healthy and strong. So I will make sure that I put everything in the show notes that you're going to need in order to get in touch with Lisa. So be sure to look there. And before we get started, I just want to say if you are loving these podcasts, it would absolutely, you know, mean the world to me if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It makes such a huge difference to really getting the podcast out there. And if you really feel inclined and have a friend that would love to also listen to the podcast, podcast, <laughs> please go ahead and share it as well. Okay, friends, grab your favorite kappa, sit back and enjoy this incredible conversation with Lisa. 
Hey, Lisa, welcome to Coffee Talk. How are you? I am very good today. Thank you. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm good. I'm just so, so beyond excited to have you on the podcast. It was so much fun being on yours. I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. And I think you're also oh my, my Was that a first... couple of weeks ago? Time is <laughs> yeah. flying. I think so. And I think you're my first international. How exciting. Oh, I feel very special. <laughs> you're so cute. Okay. So let's get right into it. I, um, Lisa, like, I'm going to say, I've probably already said this in the intro, but we met in Limerick in a pub at a nutrition conference and none of those things really make a whole lot of <laughs> sense. But all I know is it was like this incredible, amazing weekend to remember. You and I had met for the first time. We just, we hit it off right away. One, you're so much fun. And two, like, I just knew you were, you were living the life that or you at least asking the questions that I had asked myself as well before becoming a trainer. And so I think we were just kind of like those kindred spirits already. So tell us, like, I know now you're running this incredibly successful kettlebell business and um, transitioning to doing it all online, but you've always had an amazing online presence. What was life though, like before, like before you and I even met, because I, I don't think I've ever asked you if you were already into health and fitness at that point, or if you were, you know, doing the corporate thing, like what was it like for you? Um, yes, I was doing the corporate life. I, so when we met, I was definitely in a seeking mode or in a looking for change kind of thing. I had started to realize that the job that I had wasn't as fulfilling. I was having clashes with the politics within the, um, you know, the organization mm. I was working with. And, um, I kind of had been, in, I've always been interested in health and nutrition, uh, first and foremost, the exercise thing um, has kind of crept up on me and I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, for me, I um, was always into the health and nutrition side of things because I've been a vegetarian since I was 13 and, you know, through ethical choices, wanting to mm -hmm. save animals and through being a true humanitarian and anti-violence against animals. And I got quite activist at one point until nobody would talk to me. And then I had to <laughs> dial it down a little. Um, but I think, and then also when I became a mum, I became very interested in my own health and you know his health as well. But my background is business and marketing. I was a business advisor and business coach. I worked for our local government agencies, writing business plans for startup um, businesses. And um, I've always loved marketing. And I think I loved marketing most because it's people-based. It's about mm. people's behaviors, how, you know, how to influence their behavior, how to um, be creative using creative visuals. I'm quite a very visual kind of person. I like to enjoy things that look pretty. Mm. Um, and also that can, you know, make sales. I get excited by that too. Um, and I'm a talker, so this is great. Um, so I... <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So um, I was a trainer as well. So I used to train people from the front of the room, maybe, you know, a couple of hundred people at a time oh. starting businesses. Um, and a lot of the programs I worked on were specifically to do with women in business or women right. getting into business, um, including a lot of European programs that took me to travel to Denmark and Romania. Um, and it was just really 
uh, although I love that part, although I love the people part, the actually helping the clients, actually helping right. um, move people along on their business journeys, I didn't like the politics of the organization. I didn't like right. you know, the fact that it was all about numbers and how many people, you know, how many people signed certain documents. And that was, that just felt wrong right. to me. Um, and, you know, in the middle of that, I was self-employed as well. Before Josh came along, I had a marketing consultancy and a business development coaching business uh which i which you can do when you're single and you don't really have <laughs> you're just putting every hour of every day That's into your right. business um and that was you know i had my own office at one point which was amazing um and i was doing that i mean i lived in new york as well in there so there was there, there's been a lot of a journey but my background was business and marketing which has right. served me well um but i had a the aha moment happened probably from sitting at a desk. My, my job changed from one-to-one working with clients and training in big rooms to being a bit more of a, a number cruncher. Mm. You know, I had to submit a lot of reports. I was doing a lot of spreadsheets and stuff, right. which just makes me sad. Just makes spreadsheets make me sad when it's not about, <laughs> not about sales. Just in person. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and I felt like if I didn't make a change, I was just going to kind of crumble. I felt right. my body felt like it, I could feel my body getting older and getting stiffer mm. and getting more, you know, um, like in the fetal position and crumbly and achy mm. and whatever. And I just remember thinking, yeah, this can't be it. This can't be all there is. There needs to be something else. Oh, Lisa, I love that because I think we're at a point right now during the pandemic that a lot of people are have kind of, kind of been given this time to reflect on what they truly want to do. Cause I think it's so easy to go through life at a job that's, cause it doesn't sound like you really hated it or really loved it at the end. Like it's, it's so easy just to go keep going when things are just okay. And so much of what you describe is like when I was teaching, like I was good at it. I enjoyed like the kids part and the building relationships with them and all that kind of stuff. And then like the admin and the politics and the doing things that don't align with what you believe in. And it all started to feel heavy. And then you're in this kind of land of confusion because there's enough of it that's good right. to keep you in. But it's like this, just like I said, this underlying, like this little voice that's kind of quiet, but it's always there. And that's kind of how, what I felt listening to you now. And I think so many people right now are feeling that exact same thing. I call it like a death by a thousand bites. Mm. Like, I think it must be a Chinese proverb that I'm probably not doing terrible tri <laughs> tribute to. It, yeah. But the concept is like, if it was so bad and something took a bite out of your leg, like a big shark, yeah. you'd go, yeah, this ain't so good. But when it's just one little mosquito and another little right. mosquito and another little mosquito, it doesn't get to the point of it being bad enough until it's death of a thousand right. bites. So that's oh, amazing. What I, yeah. yeah, I totally, I think that describes it so well. Talk to me about like when, when your big shift happened, like that conversation we had. And then from there, you know, you had this moment where you're like, okay, right. It's, it's time. Or maybe it was many moments for some people. It's a few moments put together. Um, and then what's, what were your like first steps? Cause I think that's what gets people stuck is like, they're just like, okay, I know I want to do something else now. I think this is the industry I want to be in, but what, what next? So what was your moments? And then what was your next steps? Um, I think it was a series of moments. I think mm -hmm. 
definitely when I um, first was introduced to the product that we both um, taken mm -hmm. or uh, connected with, yeah. uh, when I was introduced to Juice Plus and then that idea of maybe making an income through that, that was definitely a, a, a big step towards it. But for me, when I really decided that I was going to go all in for health and wellness and even look at becoming a personal trainer. Mm. It was actually, and I remember it very clearly, I went on a holiday with my son. It was our first proper holiday, like a package holiday when yeah. he was eight. It was just before his eighth birthday. And we went wow. to Mallorca and I bought, brought the book, The Alchemist by yeah. Pocoello, which Paolo is like, Coelho. yeah, that's my twin yeah. brother's name. I, I know, right. <laughs> so um, I read that book and I don't know. I just had a moment of, I need mm -hmm. to just make a change. I need to just follow what feels right and just do right. this thing. And the company that I'd been working in at the time, they did work with a company that trained personal trainers. So I was helping oh, them. Okay. Deliver. I was, I was writing business plans for personal trainers. I was writing, you know, delivering um, startup business content for personal trainers. Right. And um, so for me, it was um, important to, I just felt like, okay, if they're doing it, if people that are writing business plans are doing mm -hmm. it and I've worked these numbers and I can see the feasibility and the markets there and what, why wouldn't I not do it? Like, why wouldn't right. I? So, um, and then the biggest chain was then something really bad happened in the organization that did feel like a shark bite. There was something mm -hmm. that was like, okay, I can't work like this that anymore. Strong. Mm -hmm. That was strong enough for me to go time, time to move time to go. So, um, I, I had, I would say that the biggest, when you're doing big jumps or when you're thinking about things, for me, it's really important to try to look for relationships that will help you with that. So, mm. you know, rather than, you know, um, make, I don't know how to describe it, rather than just making a big jump and like, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater and going, yeah. that's it, I've had enough. I did it through like, well, who do I know? Or how can, how can this person advise me or guide me? Or, you know, what advice can they give me? Or yeah. So that, that's how I would definitely So looking for people that are already doing what you're thinking of doing or wanting or to. Or that were connected in the industry that could right. help me and point me in the direction or give me work mm -hmm. or yeah, that sort of stuff. That's such good advice. That was very similar to when I started to change careers. I just started talking to everyone everyone and anyone. And I didn't know if I was going to be a nutritionist, a dietitian, a trainer. I didn't know. I just knew it was something to do with health. And so I just started talking and talking and talking until someone finally gave me this great idea. <laughs> and, it, and it just kind of aligned, the stars aligned. But I think the key is to put it out there. Like you said, start building relationships and the answers will come. They're not going to come by sitting there and thinking about them over and over and over. Over. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Talking that you've said the word there, which was talking it out loud, mm -hmm. I think is a big thing. I think talking out loud generally is a great therapeutic process yeah. or whether you're journaling it or saying it out loud. But I found that for me, it was just like, who can I talk to about this? Like, who can I just get this information out and maybe they'll tell me what they think or, but I think you need to be mindful though as well, because you want to talk to people who will be supportive of what you're about to yes. say. That's as right. well. So that That's can be right. a bit of a, but yeah. it's a bit of like that kind of like, you know, not to go all woo, woo but it's a bit like the secret, like you're putting out to the yeah. universe, what you want by really verbalizing it out loud to people. Yes. Yeah, I love I think, that. I think that is really important. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, I would say that. So you decided to go down the route of kettlebells really sparked like your. Yeah. Like, I think I can't, I think 
there was a there was definitely a decision when I first started to train because I really wasn't into exercise that much. In fact, I'm yeah, still not. I love I this always story. Yeah. This Me too. <laughs> I really do not wake up every day and go, woohoo, I get to train today. But I think that makes it really relatable. Totally. <laughs> People can go, oh my gosh, you and I have so much in common. not motivated. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, so we try to keep it really real. Like we try yeah. to keep it super real. Um, and I do. I like, I, I literally complain all the time. Like I, ha yeah. I do have one coach who's the opposite to me. He's like, let's train today. And I'm like, <laughs> and she has to talk me into it. And she, yeah, she's like, it's so them. funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's so funny. But she, um, yeah, but I, for me, I did start running. I, I like doing hard things. That's mm -hmm. something I would say is like, I'm not necessarily motivated, but I like to set goals and I like to challenge myself mm -hmm. um, in my life. You know, growth and personal development is really important to me. And I started to realize that through physical challenges, I could grow, you know, have more personal growth as well. So um, I had trained for a marathon and ran a marathon. Um, and then is it running wasn't great for me. And then that's when I, that's when I met you mm -hmm. in the bar at the conference and you were like kettlebells and I'm like what the hell are they and you're like they're so cool these little strength training bullets you can do them in your living room and you can hide them under the bed when you don't need them and they're like a gym with a handle hashtag we've created the hashtag gym with a handle love it um so yeah and I was like cool okay and then that was when my love of kettlebells started and I remember thinking that if I was gonna do fitness right I had to make it super doable and super simple right. that somebody just like me who struggled with motivation, who struggled to care uh, about fitness or doing strength training had to enjoy. So, um, and that's what's wonderful about kettlebells. They are addictive and fun and fast and slightly weird and all <laughs> of the things that make me go, yeah. So um, that was so we, we worked out, it was about seven years ago we had our chat, mm -hmm. I think, Seven or eight years ago, we met for the conference. Yes. Must have been. And at that point, you weren't years. a trainer yet, or you were. No. Okay. And then so your steps. Okay, so, um, so yes, yeah. so when my when when I had that uh, disagreement with my uh, company I was working with, um, I basically gave them notice at that point, and I thought, and I did kind of do a bit of a. I've just had enough moment, right? Yeah. But at that stage, I had connected enough with a company that I knew that would give me work um, right. and actually did Smart. an exchange for me to give them marketing and business training to their clients in exchange for me doing my qualifications. So mm -hmm. they were a um, uh, education company for trainers. They train trainers, basically. Right. So uh, I provided their marketing and business um, modules and I got free. I got my level two, which is my fitness instructor qualification and my kettlebell qualification. Love it. And Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. So um, that's, that was great. And then I also got extra work through them and I wrote business right. plans for them. And then I was able to go freelance. So I didn't completely just throw it out though mm -hmm. there was moments <laughs> yeah. but I had made some connections so I was still writing business plans freelance and getting paid per plans which gave me enough money um, and then I started to do the qualifications which only took me I think two months six to eight weeks something like that right. and then um, I started to run classes so I I did those part-time. So I ran cl four classes a week um, in a yoga studio running for, so we did two beginner classes per mm -hmm. week and two advanced beginners is right. what we called them. And I still wrote business plans as a freelancer on the Brilliant. side. And I still worked with that fitness company providing I business. I love that. Marketing. 
Because so I was it going to kind of meld them all together. Yeah, I love that because I was going to ask you, did you go, you know, part time first or how did you do it? I know for me, um, there's kind of this idea out there in the entrepreneurial world that you don't have a plan B, just go for it and this and that. And but for me, I've always taken smart risks. Like if I have yeah. zero money coming in, I'm going to go into panic mode and survival mode. And then I'm not creative. I'm stressed. It's not going to work. And so I did this like similar. I just went down to teaching two days a week. I knew that would cover my mortgage payments and food. And you know, I can live off of very little, but at least I knew that I'd have that income coming in. And then for the longest time, I trained people four days a week. So I was working six days a week, but you know, at the beginning, you're just so high on energy because you love it so much. Yeah. And uh, you know that you can sustain that for, <laughs> for quite a while before you start to get tired. Yeah. And um, so I love that you, you kind of did the same thing. And is that, I mean, I know there's different personalities. So some I would hundred percent recommend that. I think yes. that, you know, there's, there's a different feeling that you have in a different tract of energy, I suppose, if we're talking mm. law of attraction stuff as well, is that if you're coming from a place of absolute, oh my God, I need to make money, mm -hmm. um, when you're self-employed and when you're working with your own business, it's almost like your customers smell that fear. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that desperation can come through yeah. and also just make you really stressed and not enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. So um, I find that even having that little layer of comfort, although yeah. it's not you know, in alignment exactly with what you wanna do. Hold on a second. Yeah, go for it. Um, um, uh, alignment with exactly what you wanna do. It gives you what you need um, for just to feel a little bit of comfort, a little bit of safety, yes. a little bit of a, like a, a plan B, but that like a springboard it gives you that springboard that's to right. be able to go, okay, I can still, you know, do what I need to do here. Right. So for me, that's what I gave. So even though I started to resent that, I don't know about you, but I did start to resent yes. yeah. that sort of work. And I was like, oh my God, this is so yes. hard and I don't want to do it anymore. I knew why I was doing it. And I think yes. that intentionality was important because you, you need to know why you're doing things. I mean, that's yes. just... Yeah, I absolutely agree. I actually found that on those two days that I was teaching, I enjoyed it so much more because it just wasn't my long-term plan any longer. So I kind of enjoyed it for all the reasons I had gone into it in the first place, but I also knew what happens when you go full-time. But the thing is, the idea is that or for me, there came a point where the training got so busy and also you realize you can't stay in that place for long. That's the danger of that is that people stay in that place for too long. Like it is, I like your analogy of it's a springboard. So you've got yes. to have the plan for when you finally let go in full time and go full time. So at what point were you like, okay, I actually, I can go full time now and I'm not going to be that person that's like putting out desperation. Like I'm ready. It was, I mean, it's a journey. I, I, I mm. use this word, it's a journey all the time yeah. because life is a journey. It's a weight loss journey. It's a fitness journey. It's a business journey <laughs> because it really is a journey. And sometimes it feels like, you know, five steps forward, 10 steps back, two totally. steps. It's like you're in a dance rather than a walk. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that dance. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it, it again, it just, it kind of was that little dance. So like, similar to you, my classes started to get too busy for the room that we had. Mm -hmm. So it started to build up and I felt like the space that I was using was too small and they wouldn't let us move upstairs because we were a bit noisy mm. and it was all this sort of stuff. So I was like, well, how can we do this? And then at that time, my, um, my, I didn't know whether there was another opportunity that came along to cover somebody's maternity leave 
to work as a contractor in a sports management company for my friend's husband. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then my clients just said to me, I think it'd be really good for you to set up your own studio. And I'm Amazing. like, really? That's what you want? <laughs> yeah, you should do that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I, um, I had been working as, well, basically I'd been working as that contractor. So I'd been covering a maternity leave. I didn't know whether that was something I was going to go to full time. To be honest with you, I'd started to realize just how bad an employee I am. I'm really not a good employee. And I'm okay to admit that. I really am okay to admit that. Is that I'm really good if I'm not micromanaged at all. So right. if you just say, here's your targets, here's what you have to do, and you can do whatever way you can work in whatever way you want to achieve right. that, I'm likely to overwork anyway. Like that's my mm -hmm. default. I'll work weekends, right. I'll do whatever it has to be done. But as soon as I'm micromanaged, even mm -hmm. just a little bit, or as soon as I'm doubted, or right. as soon as my commitment is called into question, I just get a little bit yeah, I hear you on that one, 100%. I think that was the same thing. My career is like that. Like you're run by, you're told when to go to the washroom, when to start, when to finish, when to like, and when to take your holidays. And I just, it, I found it so suffocating. So suffocating. And I found, because I'd been an entrepreneur before as well, and because right. I kind of worked on my own before, even though I was a contractor, they wanted me in the office a certain amount right. of time. Like I, I remember phoning up saying one day, because I could feel I'm really good at listening to my body. If I, if my body was tired, which it was, and I could feel a wee sniffle coming on, my first thought was, I'm not going into an office to give everybody the sniffle. Two, if I catch it now and rest now and get these, these supplements and whatever into me, it'll this be a good lesson for right now, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but I'm not, you know, for me, I was like, I knew that if I just stopped that, then whatever. So I had phoned my boss at the time and said, I'm not going to come in. I'm just going to work from home. And I was, I was in, I actually was in my PJs in my bed, yeah. which is one of my favorite things to do working and getting stuff done. And I could tell that he wasn't happy about it. And he did say something to me about a week later. And I remember thinking, really, really, right. is this where we're at? You know, because he knew that I was teaching classes still as well. And I was like, come on, I'm working Yes, I'm working some of the time in the office for you. You just have to trust me. Am I not getting it done? Are you not right. happy with the production? Yes. Like, what metrics are you know. measuring me by here? You know, and I'm not, I'm just, it's, it's interesting because this person's right. not like that. And afterwards, a couple of years later, he's like, I don't know what went on there. I'm not somebody who's like, you must be in the office. And I was like, I know. So Yeah, I think people just also get sucked in by the systems themselves. Like, it's not always <laughs> their voice that's coming out. It's more like, what will the other employees think Absolutely. of him as a manager if this person isn't doing this? Absolutely. And I'm like, so friggin' what? Like, yeah. you know, what's the metric? It's either yeah. getting done or it's not, and everything else doesn't matter. Right. But anyway, it's, yeah, you live and you learn. But at yeah. that point, I was like, mm, I'm not so sure. And then the person was coming back early from maternity leave. So I was contracted, I think, until September, October, but they'd heard through the great grapevine she wanted to come back. Then mm -hmm. just, I was like, okay, well then I'll open the studio. That's what everybody wants. I'm just going to take a jump. I've got a little bit of cash saved up from having this good, you know, contract. I'll do something. So I literally started up the studio for less than $5,000, which amazing. is amazing. Um, I think it was even less than that. It's like 4,000, which you know, one thing about kettlebells is all you need is kettlebells. That's right. <laughs> you don't need a lot of equipment. That's all we right. had was, you know, the most expensive thing was the floor and we built some kind of like desk areas and That's stuff for simple. people to sit. And we were open and believe it or not, three years ago, last week, four, four or five days ago was our third year anniversary. Oh so my gosh. Yeah. Three years in. And, um, 
it was it was a good it was the right decision to make at the time because right. it was good for me to go i am now well i still wasn't for about four months but i am now fully committed to be in the health and wellness space right. interestingly my, my job that i did was in it was in sports management i was a sports management brand consultant so mm -hmm. i was still working in fitness i was working with rugby players international rugby players it was a terrible job <laughs> oh it sounds awful, uh, sounds awful. <laughs> how did you I was basically it? looking after the irish rugby team oh gosh poor lisa <laughs> i know um but uh but rugby's not my thing. Like it's right. so weird. I had to keep asking stuff like, "What's who's in the Six Nations?" Right. <laughs> like, I, I would not have a clue. I've never watched. Oh, it was so embarrassing. But anyway, um, yeah, it was embarrassing. But um, yeah, for me, it was just about then making the decision to go all in, and I did. And what was great about those three years was that then I became known as the Kettlebell Lady or right. the Fairy Ninja, which is my other nickname. Love it like fiery and small and deadly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, I love that it's been a process for you. Like you didn't, no one starts or very few people I know start saying, oh, this is exactly where I want to be. Like, it's really about finding that thing that drives you, that excites you, going with it, being open and really going with your heart the whole, the whole way through. Like you probably never would have thought about owning the gym except for your clients had had and they and they practically funded it. it like I said if you want to do this then you have to give me your membership money now mm -hmm. so that I can commit to that yeah. and then we made it a community space for them which it has been and I love but that. I agree with you you know I don't think anybody sets out but I think also you still need a sense of vision so when you do That's make right. a decision to change something or to pivot or to mm -hmm. decide that you're doing it you need to have a vision in your mind of what am I working towards? Yeah. So that I think the reason why that's important is that's how you make the decision. That's so right. is this decision working me closer to that vision of the right. life that I want and where I see myself and what my ideal day and week looks like, or does it mm. not? Because I love opportunities can come up and you can go, oh, shiny thing. But yes, is it actually absolutely. moving me towards my vision? And if it's it like is, great. If it's not, no. Yeah, it's like a balance of having structure and flexibility at the same time. And that's what I like about how you said it's like a dance. Because in a dance, you learn the steps, you know the structure. And then once you have that, you can then be more free within that. Yes. In that structure. Yes. Um, and isn't that the perfect analogy for discipline mm -hmm. as well? Absolutely. Like when it comes down to people always get really afraid with, to do with health and fitness or, you know, I need to be disciplined. Oh, that mm -hmm. seems like it's so restrictive to me and how can I do whatever? But yeah. when you have the structure, when you have the habits, when you have the discipline of what you're doing, you actually have true freedom. That's yes. what actually Through structure people comes don't realize freedom. is mm -hmm. with structure comes freedom. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. I am. So you were just talking about having this vision of what your ideal day is. And I think that's really the thing that people are craving is their ideal day. What does their ideal day look like? And a lot of people don't actually sit down and think about that before they shift careers, because the last thing you want to do is go back into your job owning you. That's not the reason you leave a job. However, at the beginning, there is that there's that level of commitment. We can't start with that like typical day on day one, like that comes down the road, but you have to have that vision. So what is, walk us through like 
your typical day? Is it all, are you already there at what your vision was for your typical day or has it shifted and changed? And I, Yeah, I think my typical day is very strange and compared to other people's, which I love, but I did, I suppose there's a part of me that did think I need to become a personal trainer so that exercise is in my life. I honestly think yeah. that without the accountability of this being my job, would I be as committed to my health and fitness? So I don't know what came first. It's like a chicken or the egg. Yeah. You know, was I committed to health and fitness and therefore mm -hmm. I became a personal trainer? Or does this being my job keep me? And I yeah. think it's both. I think it is totally both. Because obviously you need the passion Amen beforehand. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So for me, um, my typical day is, it's very free. And that's what I like about it. So we've talked about it's free and disciplined at the same time. So it's yeah, talk to us about that because I love that. So I have a uh, belief that your morning, how you set up your morning is how you do your day. So, mm -hmm. you know, every action that you take sets yourself up for your ideal day. So starting your day with intention, whatever that intention and that routine is, is the most important thing mm -hmm. ever. So you don't have to start your day at five o'clock in the morning. This is the other thing I realized. I am not a morning person. <laughs> uh, this is also the reason why I tried I'm the really 5 a.m. thing. It's so hard. So hard. So I have I have realized that that's okay. It's okay to be yes. not a morning person and it's okay to accept that and don't judge yourself for it or any yeah. of those sorts of things. But what I am is consistent about my morning. And I think that's yeah. different. So um, because we're not morning people and also because I homeschool and I have a teenager and a lot of his friends are from Canada or they're from the Love. US, we are on a different time scale. Yeah. Right. So we don't go to bed until like 12 or one o'clock, mm. most maybe even two o'clock, depending yeah. on what sort of structure I've got going on um, in my day or what work I'm working on. So I don't get up until like nine, maybe even 10. Some oh, there's days. people out there going, this is amazing. Oh, I've lost you. <laughs> oh, say that again. There's people out there going, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Now I don't have small children anymore. He's a teenager. He likes to sleep. So he's not up until 12 most days. That's right. fine. So um, my morning is that those couple of hours are all to do with me. So my morning routine is exactly the same. I wake up. Mm -hmm. I don't look at my phone. Very important. Yeah. I um, come downstairs and I, if it's summer, sunny outside, I take my hot water that I make with lemon and Himalayan salt. So yeah. you add the Himalayan salt into the hot water and lemon to replenish your electrolytes that you've lost during sleep. Mm -hmm. Those essential trace minerals, very important because dehydration is one of the right. biggest reasons why we are linked to disease and hold on to weight and all these oh, things. Craving. So I normally, if I can, yeah, oh, there's so many, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, Hot water and lemon is just the way forward. So I have that in my morning. Um, and if I can take it outside and sit outside in the sunshine for five, 10 minutes, uh, maybe read a book, maybe take my journal, maybe just look at trees. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever that is, yeah. I try to do that. Now, if I can't take it outside, uh, then I don't. Uh, then I make my prudy. So a prudy, for those that don't know, is a protein smoothie. Okay. So it's really essential that you have 30 grams of protein upon mm -hmm one hour of waking up between 30 minutes and one hour waking up. If your goal 
is fat loss, if your goal is to boost your metabolism, if your goal is to work on body shape change. And generally that started because I used to take a juice plus shake and then I researched it even more. And now I make a prudy concoction of whatever I want to put in it that Love hits it. 30 grams of protein. Beautiful. So some days it's green and it has spirulina and spinach and berries mm -hmm. in it and chia seeds. Some days it's chocolate if I'm feeling all about that. And it's got Ooh, I love I love myself a chocolate shake. <laughs> yeah, so it's whatever it is, but it's hitting my goals of mm -hmm. fats, proteins, and some sort of phytonutrients of Beautiful. some description first thing. So I would have that, and then I take all my supplements. Very important. So I take, mm -hmm. I probably take about anything, six, ten capsules of stuff mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. Okay, people always go, that seems like a lot. No, it's not. It's essential, ladies. Right. Most ladies are so um devoid of nutrients is the nice way right. to say it uh specifically phytonutrients or greens yeah. or fruits and veg etc but also vitamin d vitamin b magnesium oh, yeah. so uh, probiotics those sorts of things yeah beautiful um i have my morning routine so i do that and then i uh generally will journal so i have a little journal that i write down my goals i write down my goals every day what mm. are my 10 goals that work towards every single day and i write them in first person i am an exceptional oh mother. i love that I so are they like long term yeah. or both long term and short term all mixed so it's i mix some some are really big and some are more like aspirational goals like i am an exceptional mother i am a, you know a well-known podcaster author speaker kind of thing Beautiful. but some of them are also um i have a well-kept and clean house with whatever so if i have some sort right. of house-based renovation thing going on love it goes in there. um so i write those out i write three things that i'm grateful for um and yeah and so, well three things i'm grateful for and then the three things that made me smile from oh. the day before or I oh i love that thing. so i think about what happened you know the day before in terms of like you know and it, it's about counting your blessings or about being grateful right. but not being grateful for big gigantic things like i'm grateful for the shelter of my house right and the things that are actually life, happening it's like yes. that cup of tea at three o'clock with right. that protein ball i had made right. my amazing yeah and i, I love that. With the dog and i heard the breeze in the trees that right. made you know those sorts of things that just bring that little spark mm -hmm. of joy so i write that down and then i then i sit down on my computer and i generally do you know all the work that needs done that's a wee bit more um like i would check emails and check my project management tool. Right. um and then i i figure out when i'm doing things i'm not as creative i like to get creative chunk work like revisions or things like that done in the afternoon later on um but i tend to um do like answering emails checking mm -hmm. in on people small little kind of tasks that are like i love it you're just structuring it in a way that that works really for works me. for you because now that you're saying that sometimes i'm forcing myself to do creative stuff in the morning and i'm like you i'm not creative in the morning i tend to be creative again early evening into i, I don't go to sleep too late but i find that like 8 9 p.m like i could i just like get in this role of creativity and i love it yeah. Yeah. And I get, yeah, and I, so I just go with what I know. Wonderful. Then I generally do a workout at about three o'clock. So I do a home-based workout. Most of the time I'm filming right. it now for our community, yeah. uh, which again, 
if I didn't film it, would I do it? Not sure. Right. <laughs> so I filmed that 30 minute kettlebell workout in my living room, literally move some furniture out of the way. Yeah. We film that, that goes live. And I do that between three and four times a week, depending on my menstrual cycle, which I track, which is really important. So some weeks I do three workouts, some weeks I do four workouts, some days I might do more, you know, weeks I might do more than that based on my right. energy. And then again, based on the weather or energy, I generally go for a walk with the dog straight after the workout because the cardio is really good if you're doing an interval set. Yeah. Um, and I take my son and my dog out for a 30 minute walk in the sunshine, hopefully. Love that. Sunny. And then we eat. So I would eat and that's lunch. So lunch is at like four o'clock. Right. <laughs> I love it. Breakfast was at 10 o'clock. Right. So uh, I know sometimes I have a pre-workout snack and I'd have a post-workout shake, but lunch is about four o'clock. Mm. And then that's when I'm, that's when I get my creative work done. So after I've had my walk and I've had something to eat, then actually I don't sit at my desk. This is mm. weird, but I will take myself into my living room because I like noise or I like to feel like it's right. relaxed. Mm -hmm. So I'll take myself into the living room. Me and the dog will hang out because we do. <laughs> Uh, maybe put something even on the TV because I like to have that white noise. Yeah, that's, that's right. when I'm kind of like clickety clickety click, and I'll maybe work through until half eight, nine ish, and yeah. then we have dinner, and then that's when I just relax. Pretty I much just love everything about this because it's your very own schedule for you and your son, and what works for you, your business, your everything, and and. To someone that might sound like a nightmare those times and to someone else, they're like, oh my goodness, like it might just be like opening up so much for them, like permission to do it because we're permission. so ingrained. Yeah, we're so ingrained into society. I've been reading a lot about this patriarchy stress disorder and it's these systems It has, you know, it, we are all affected by it, men and women, but it's these systems that have been in place that tell us exactly how we're supposed to do things. And, you know, we've been conditioned from right from young it's, you know, you're at work at nine, you finish, you know, and it is the it's that time male or... biological clock, you know, men right. work on a 24 hour clock. Yeah. Yes. This is scientifically right. proven. They have a 24 hour clock. How long is our clock? 28 days. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. Our, our, it's our separate little um, Freudian rhythm is what it's called. Yeah. So you've got your Circadian rhythm, which is your male um, cycle. And it's based on a 24 hour clock. The right. female cycle is 28 days. So for example, yeah. you know, my typical day, me talking to you in the middle of my, I'm in my follicular stage, yes. just let you know that, of my menstrual cycle. I know that because I track it on my app. Yeah. Um, and then I eat certain ways and I exercise based on mm. what it tells me based on that. But if we were having this conversation in my luteal, which is kind of PMT heading mm -hmm. into my menstrual phase, that looks completely different. You know, yeah. I might not do any work. I might uh, still go for a walk. Walking really energizes me a, on a different level. Um, but I might also just go, I'm just going to sit down. Even if it's a Tuesday right? and it's two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to go, now I'm going to watch a movie. Yeah. This is such a, a big thing right now for women um, and trainers really looking at a woman's cycle and when parts of your cycle, when you're the most creative, when you have the most energy. And what I love the most about this is that for so long we beat ourselves up. Oh, I don't know why I'm so tired. Well, you're so tired because your cycle's coming up. Like, and yet, 
years and years of going through this cycle and we're still beating ourselves up because we're comparing it again to this patriarchal system. We are not small. We're still getting sidetracked right now. I know we are, but anyway, it's good because I mean, I I could talk about hormones and I can talk about the female energy cycle every day because this is what my program does as well. You know, we're called warrior goddess kettlebell training. And I will put your program and everything in the show notes for people to see. Yeah. Because the but, goddess is just as important. We teach mm-hmm. you how to eat through your menstrual cycle. We teach you how to train through your yes. menstrual cycle. We teach you to embrace certain times in your cycle to love it. But also, but it's understanding. You've you've hit the nail on the head. When we understand what's going on in our body, yeah. we can either use it as a superpower or use mm-hmm. it as a saboteur. And, and this is important for business too. Absolutely. Oh my yes. Yeah. Well, for business, exactly. Like, for example, I know when I'm most creative. I know That's when right. I have the get done attitude because it yeah. also tells me on the app, just so you know. Right. This is not my app, but somebody yeah. else's app. But if you want to know, well, put that in there. I'll send that to you as well. Yeah, amazing. It's a really cool app. But it gives you, you know, when you're the most creative, yeah. when you're in your getting things done phase, which is really yeah. like getting things completed, when you're in that goal setting, intentional setting mm-hmm. kind of phase. And when you're also in a talkative phase, which thank goodness yes. I am, but because there <laughs> is some times where I'm like, I don't want to see a human. Yeah. No, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to stay home yeah. and work on my website. Because That's right. Really- and then understanding that you're kind to yourself because it's just an understanding and you know, you're not going to be in that space forever. So you can actually enjoy that space, which I love. Okay, let's get back to business, but I'm going to put all those things in the show notes because, and maybe we'll have you back for another episode to talk about that because I think it's so, so important and it's a really hot topic now and not a hot topic that's kind of here to come and go. Like it's here to stay now. Like things are really shifting in this whole health industry and I love it so much. Um, I just want to go back to looking back, like hindsight is a beautiful thing, isn't it? (laughs) What things... Are there a few things that you would have done differently? And the only reason I ask that question is because I don't believe in in guilt. I think all lessons are super important, but maybe sometimes our lessons can help someone kind of get through them a little bit quicker, which is really nice. Are there one or two things that you would have done differently looking back, like in shifting, in shifting careers? Um, I don't know if I would do anything differently because I learned, I, I, I'm a great believer that it, it happened for a reason, but Same. you need to see yeah. the lesson. Um, so the lessons I learned might actually be a better way for mm-hmm. me to look at it is that yes, hundred percent have something always in place before you jump big time. Yeah. Yeah. So good. that's a big one. So that springboard is really important to have. Don't, you know, even though everything about you when you're really that excited and you really want to do something different and you're like, I really think this is going to work for me and this business is going to be amazing and all these sorts of things. Excitement is brilliant and will help you and motivate you and keep you going. But you also need to have that sense of stability because you need to have without that, it's just like a fire that kind of fizzles out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like you need to have the fire, but let's fuel it with something that burns longer. Like, you know, let's, add some coal and peat in there rather than just so you know it's important to have a good stability to keep that fire burning for longer um the other lesson i would definitely say is listen to your customers so Mm. um you know we go into business because we're generally our first customer right you know and and they generally say that is that you created your business for 
you um, as because it was like you know you have this experience you've gone through it you've had a right. transformation of some description and you want to share that with the world i would say test it test it chat chat test it <laughs> yeah. so like literally ask your clients okay i'm going to create this would you buy it um i'm going to create this would you buy it now and give me the money before i create yeah. this you know like um i i uh subscribe to amy porterfield's podcast i believe in her uh what she talks about in terms of her ideal customer avatar but mm -hmm. she also talks about having interviews with people right. in that that kind of and I would make it quite formal in that way and go sit down with somebody that is your ideal customer avatar I you know somebody just like you that's going to buy from you and ask them all the questions how much would you pay yeah, and how advice. important is this for you and would you buy this and when wouldn't you buy it and who do you think it would be perfect for and all those sorts of questions um so for me, that's what, I mean, I did that because I just probably do that naturally. But when they said, we want this, I created it. Or right. we want that, then I created it. Yeah, um, that's probably my best lesson too, because I've created programs and then you're like, oh, they weren't quite what people wanted. So now we always say, sell the program, create about 20% of it, sell it, and then as you're, and then create it as you go along. Because you've got the information in your head. It's not like you're, you're not um, doing anything deceptive. It's just you're not going to put those hours into it if you're not going to make it money not, from it. Yeah. I pre-sell lots of things. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, totally, 100%. Also, in terms of, um, with regards to the pre-sell or giving what your customer wants, you do want to give them what they want, but you mm -hmm. also need to have systems and structure in place to look after them. So if there's something I would say, like I am a systems person, I am, you know, um, quite structured in what I do. I love, you know, I love spreadsheets for those reasons. Like yes. <laughs> and I love when for you. <laughs> yeah. Documents and policies and you know, you know, using certain software. I'm a great little techie person for certain mm. software that's gonna make things easier. I would suggest um making sure you've written out or decided on your policies pretty quickly. So mm -hmm. say for example, you're running a business and you have people wanting refunds, right? right. What are you going to do up front? So the reason why I would say that is that when it's your business and you're selling something it's like you're selling your child like it's literally like you're maybe selling a limb or something you can get so emotionally attached to it mm. so when somebody says they don't like it and they want their money back it's like a dagger it's, like yeah, a dagger. it's so true <laughs> and it can be really hurtful unless you're ready for it so i always think be ready for it in terms of how do they ask for a refund? Under what terms do they ask for it? How many days? Do you give it to them straight away? Do you make them go through some sort of a process? Have you written that and put that on your website? Can you send them to a link? Did they definitely tick the box that says, I agree to terms and conditions? All of these things, believe it or not, are really time consuming yeah. at the beginning, but would I would 100% recommend everybody spend that Great advice. Um, refunds, anything to do with money in your business, if you're anything like me, I don't like when people hand me money. I find it really mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Right. So I have been a cashless business for a very long time because I just want the transactions to happen automatically. So I do it right. all online. We have booking systems, we have apps, we have all that sort of stuff, Love it. which also wheedles out people that if you're not techie, right. then you're not one of my clients. Like if you can't work out how to pay through something through an app mm. or a link um, with your card, then that's not my, that's not for me. Oh, yeah. I like that you've said that because so often people will spend so much time trying to bend everything that they can to get that one customer. But yeah, they're just not your customer because in the time you're doing that, you could have probably, you know, gotten three or four others started. 
And also, if you yeah. really think about the most important thing you have as an entrepreneur is your time. Yeah. Right. At the beginning, you don't have a lot of money and you're, you know, you probably don't have a lot to invest mm. and you're trying to work out how to still work a little bit part-time and work a little bit part-time here. Yeah. So time is the most important factor. If it's going to take you an hour just to make one booking or one client yeah. sale, and then that person just transacts $20 for, for, you know, right. like I, I literally, everybody has to prepay with me. They have to prepay possibly for at least a six week program, if not a 12 month program right. it has to be done through my booking system. If somebody wants to give me cash, I just say no, yeah, just say brilliant. No. find somebody else that will get, yeah. say yes, but that's not me. Brilliant. Um, and because also going to a bank is like physically taking money to a bank. It's such really, a pain. Yeah, it's a pain. Maybe, and even if you did think, well, I'll just put that in my pocket, which is right. fine. It's your decision if you want to do that. Eventually that will bite you in the bum when you want to invest money in your business right. because you'll never know how much you actually made. That's you'll right. never know, you know how much you made from a banking and a tax return point of view, you'll never be able to get a loan for your house if you want to get a new house or a new car or whatever. So, oh, you know, there, there is ramifications around the money. So that would be a lesson I would say, well, I did that straight away because I just knew I'm crap with like looking at people and taking their money. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm just not good with that. So let all the automation. I love it. That's amazing advice. Like so clear. I love that you give us like exact, very clear, precise steps. So thank you so much. So let's, um, let's shift a little bit to the times we're in. I have a friend that won't, won't say the C word. He calls it the situation, <laughs> situation that we're in at the moment. It's going on for a long time. Yeah. How has, how has this pandemic impacted your business? Cause obviously we're talking about your studio. We know yeah. that that's likely closed, um, because yeah. of all the restrictions. So talk to us about that kind of the process, like, like, did you have a backup plan or did you have to come up with one fast or just talk, talk us through yeah, that? Yeah. So yeah, it, it was interesting because just as it was happening, I mean, 2020 hasn't been a great month, I think anyway, you know, a great year. Great year anyway. yeah. You know, we had literally, you know, started it. I don't know. It was just a, a very slow month and I had just invested in a new mentor who was going to help me build the studio. And that's what they did. They worked specifically with personal training studios. I was really excited. I yeah. actually signed the contract and everything. And then, and then the C word hit. And yeah. then, um, I was like, I have to just get out of this contract because I have, I can't be open. I don't know what's going on. So that was my first worry is that I'd signed up for a contract that I couldn't, you know, deal with, but that literally happened the week. So they were fine with it. Oh God. So then so I was coming into it in a place of, holy Lord, I had great hopes for that. That was going to really work for me. Yeah. What the heck am I going to do? And then there was a lot, like that first week before we had to actually close, before we were given the instruction to close, we were doing social distancing. We were having smaller classes. Yeah. Uh, but I was cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. And mm. I, everybody will make jokes that I am an OCD person. I have... Um, right. I just clean a lot anyway. anyway. And also Telbell Studios, it's really easy. I have to, you just clean the floor and clean the bells. Like That's right. There's very little equipment we have right. in our studios. So, but it just, then when it became like, no, you definitely have to close. I was mm. like, really? Like, this is really sucky. So I just remember making a decision and I remember it very clearly on a Sunday mm. going, okay, you already have so much of your program already online a lot of our nutritional stuff we would have delivered i've always set up my 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 business to have an online program we had an online digital studio lots of recorded workouts 
um, meal plans, everything, you name it, has already been there. So I was like, okay, we're just going to have to take this online and you're just going to have to commit to doing a live workout from your living room. Right. Now at that point, I probably wasn't working out more than two or three times a week regularly because it's actually harder when you own a studio to get Yeah, you're so busy. You're so busy. And also it's kind of, it becomes like work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is weird. I always say this for personal trainers, you, do, you know, you, you choose it cause it's your passion and then you do it. And then you're like, oh, I don't like doing it all the yeah. time. Yeah. So, and also I was very stressed at the time. So I don't like to exercise when I'm stressed because I know it adds more stress in. So it's kind of difficult. So I remember having the conversation like, you're just going to have to do this. You're going to have to work it out that you can do it in your living room every day. Just make that commitment. So that's what I did. So I made that commitment. And during that time, what I started to realize was this is kind of what I asked for. And this Mm -hmm. is where I I made the joke, I think, in our podcast when we were chatting online, which was... um, did I, you know, did I, did I wish for this? And therefore, you know, the law of attraction, <laughs> everybody a pandemic because for me, I always wanted to have it completely 100% online. Right. I talked about, you know, moving and uh, wanted an international business and I wanted yeah. to, you know, a, a mobile business an online business right. so that I could do all these things. My, my child's already homeschooled. We homeschool or unschool. Have yeah, amazing. Years. So I love I how you've just brought him into this conversation because he is just like you're, you have made your schedule so perfect as a stay-at-home mom, as, well, you're not a stay-at-home mom, but as an independent mom, as homeschooling mom, like it's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we have that time together that we do things mm. and then, you know, he actually has other homeschool friends or friends right. online or locally, but I kind of, you know, so our day-to-day didn't really change a lot other than right. I wasn't going to the studio you know, our same schedule kind of worked out. I wasn't right. going to the studio. And then I was like, okay, I just have to get this workouts in. So I thought, right, well, what I'm going to do is one, I'm going to prove that this home-based program works. So I'm going to, first of all, be the model of the model. So I thought, right, I have to then sort out my nutrition myself. Yes. I have to make sure my health is on par. I have to make sure I'm taking my supplements, being more disciplined than ever, you know, really good with my routine uh, for my sanity and my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And I have to show the world that this works, um, which I know it does because yeah. you did it. We do it. We yeah. know, but we, I feel like I needed to be that model in the world. Yeah. So during that time, then I thought, right, if this is going to be it, you know, and I do have to take this hundred percent online and keep it here then what do I need to do and how do I need to do that? Mm. So, um, so I did, I pivoted to, I already had a program online. I just kind of vamped it up a bit. I worked on my own sales pages. I did a, um, I was very lucky to have already invested in uh, Amy Porterfield's uh, digital course Academy. So Mm. I learned how to set up a webinar full funnel for a live launch and an evergreen launch. I taught myself how to do all that. I built all of that. I had the time, I suppose, to a certain extent. And I have the techie skills now. So I created all of that, which took maybe about a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I tested it with a launch um, and it it was successful. So I got, I didn't do a big launch. I didn't do a lot of Facebook ads. I didn't Mm -hmm. do a lot of those sorts of things, but I tested it enough to go, huh, this works. Right. So the numbers that I got through, I was like, okay, this, this is the way to go. So, um, then as things started to open up, I I was okay for the middle part. So the the first two weeks I was like, what the heck? And then I was like, nope, you asked for this. 
you need to show Do up something you need to right up as the leader you need to show up as the example you need to prove to the world this can be done so i really enjoyed those six those six weeks in the middle mm-hmm. um i did go on to lose seven percent body fat just amazing beautiful um so i did that i also then had you know 15 new people come through our new program and then for the beautiful. last you know, I don't know, four or five weeks, I've just been refining that program, making that work, etc. And then last week, we made the announcement that we are no longer reopening the studio. Oh, I feel like saying congrats and then feel sad at the same time. I know. Closing of the chapter, even when you're ready, there's always a bit of, you know, it was part of your journey. So it's so special, but congrats. This is incredible. Yeah. But it, oh, my, my guts were like, they'd been put in a washing machine. They were so, it was so like, oh, nerve wracking. And even when I say it out loud now, I'm still like, oh, yeah. um, You know, so we're going to lose a lot of our existing clients that are just people who can't even think about online. Like people who who the idea of an online workout is like, that's just too far for them. And I understand that that's how people feel. Um, And also people who never went online or they're not Mm techie enough to really embrace what we'd created. Um, But I'm re-energized because I'm like, now I'm very clear. I have that vision again. So the same sense of vision I had three years before I started the studio, I now have for what I want this program to be. So have the the six week transformation challenge, which is the the thing that all women want, right? They want to be able to work out from home. They want to feel safe and secure with a little mm-hmm. amount of equipment That's um, right. with basically, you know, four minute workouts. We say you start with a four minute workout, you know, you build right. up to 10, you maybe get up to 20, no more than 30 minutes. You're working with your hormones. You're working with your cycle with meal plans or, you know, portion control formulas that we've created. And we also are so invested in the program that you can earn it back so you it's a refundable deposit so if you hit the results that we give you as part mm. of the challenge which is six percent body fat or, yeah. or 16 pounds of weight loss we give you your money back oh my gosh that's incredible because we know that that is sometimes people are just like that's i can do that amazing can incredible but if somebody does that we call them our unicorn so people right. try to be like this magical creature <laughs> and so we've had we've just had this week alone one person become a unicorn and one almost become a unicorn. Amazing. First one. So she was so close, but there's a couple of things. And, but you know what? She said, I don't care anyway, because that's I'm right. It was enough motivation to get that. Transformation. Yeah, that's great. Amazing. That's beautiful. Um, and we've just redone our VIP community too. So we have Love a monthly, um, you know, continual VIP community. And I'm just about to invest what money I do have into Facebook ads, into mm-hmm. somebody who's going to just pad out that funnel with people amazing and get a customer service person and get a i'm gonna look at an online business manager at some point and it's just gone like wow lisa that's a lot during this time i'm so impressed and so proud of you because right at the beginning of the podcast that's what you said that you wanted was like this freedom to be able to live wherever you wanted and i love that you know it was a process for you and i don't think that you know, all your online skills and everything you have have been because of the journey you've been on with people in real life. Like I think a lot of people are like, they want to go from being a brand new trainer to being online. And, and it doesn't really work that way. You really need to, nothing takes away from actually connecting with people and really understanding what they need. And, 
It's I really understanding it so what their needs. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. I think that having that personal experience means so, I know where people are going to, like I can pretty much anticipate where people are going to fall down right. or I can imagine when they're going to stop being motivated yeah. or I can know where, okay, if you're not swinging right, I can give you three tips right now that's going to help you versus if I hadn't gone through and seen physically with my eyes yeah. or, or coached people, would I be able to help them in that yeah. way? No. Absolutely. So, um, oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. We're kind of coming to the end, but I've got one more question for you. And then I'm going to ask you the final two questions that I ask everyone. Yeah. So the last thing is what advice would you give to someone who's, you know, they're listening to the podcast, they're at home, they're in a full-time job and they're like, okay, I really want to go into this health industry. Like I want to inspire people. Maybe they've had their own transformation or they're in the process of it. What advice would you give them for, I, for where they are now? Yeah, I think I would definitely say that it is about vision, intention, and a plan. Mm. I think taking time just to make that 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 transition in your mind. So whether it's whether you're going to create a vision board to do that, whether you're going to create a you get right mm. to your journal and write yeah. stuff out, whether you actually get the spreadsheets out and crunch some numbers right. or whatever that is, I think it's important to have a vis yeah a visual representation or a tangible representation mm -hmm. of what that new life is going to look like because when things get tough when you feel really crap when you're like you know failing a hundred gazillion times if you don't have that vision to go back to or that that those goals that you wrote down you're less likely to succeed you're just yeah. going to give up really beautiful quickly. advice so i would definitely recommend that and then get kind of practical. So, you know, mm. vision's great because you need that to excite you and to keep you going when times are tough. But then I would get really practical with, okay, well, if I'm going to, you know, cut back my hours and do more of this on this side, you know, do I need to give stuff up? Do I have to say goodbye to my, you know, expensive phone? Do I have to downgrade my car? Do I have right. to, you know, sacrifice that holiday that I was going to have? Do I, and that's, it is going to require some of those things, yeah. those choices at the beginning. I don't, I don't think people realize just the amount of work effort and hours that you need to spend to start to see that break even point. Mm -hmm. Now, is it going to be super fun and you're going to really love it and yeah. you're not going to notice the hours going 100%, but, and you'll never regret, you know, canceling your, 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 sky tv or your your you know your absolutely package. you'll never regret that but you might need that to feel secure and safe to be able to make right. these decisions oh that's such powerful advice so i would definitely you know just be practical mm -hmm. um so yeah get the vision be practical and then the last one would be have that support system so people that have been where you are maybe a few mm -hmm. more steps down the, the way um i get a lot of my support and advice i have a couple of friends that are further down the line than me um i don't have a business coach or a mentor at the moment i have had many throughout the time mm -hmm. i probably will invest in one again soon but i get mine through books podcasts i know that we're on a podcast because yeah. we love the but I would listen to at least one or two podcasts maybe a day when I'm out walking the dog or I'm doing dishes. I listen to an audio book a week. You need to educate yourself. You need yeah. to get the information. You need to hear from people who 
have done it before you and can give yeah. you that actual advice. So those are my three tips. I love that. I'm being really immersed in it. Oh my goodness. Love it. Okay. So on to our last two questions. So can you think of a time when you heard something that changed everything for you? Well, that would have to be meeting the girl in a bar. It is like literally, I mean, I tell our story. I think I say this all the time. And if you guys want to go back and listen to our podcast on my podcast. Yes, I'll put that in the, I'll put the link in our show notes too. It's called um, how, you know, home-based kettlebell training changed our lives yeah. and how we were kind of star across kettlebell lovers. Cause that's kind of what it feels like, <laughs> um, is that, you know, just hearing about that you know, for me, it was just one of those, because yeah, Limerick for up for me was definitely a, a pivotal point. Yeah. It was a really enjoyable conference. It was, a, it made me realize what could be yeah. in life, like what your ideal day could be like, Absolutely. what your ideal life could be like. Um, and it was just some great people. And definitely hearing about kettlebells and how that worked and, and, the, and the connection that we made definitely made an impact uh, for sure. And I, I wonder if there's any more, I'm trying to think. Um, and then I think for me, it was, in, it's just inspiration. I think if you can see someone doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. um, for me, it was like when I read that book, The Alchemist, I don't know why it triggered something because it was That's something I wanted to one. do. And it was like, it was just inspiration. It just kind of got my brain, I kind of, yeah. you know, chugging along. And I remember thinking, if somebody else can do this, I can do this too. And I feel like that's really powerful. So, you know, are you, are you, is there somebody in your life right now that you're looking up to? You're like, I really like, you know, what they do or how they live their life or, or, you know, um, sometimes it just requires you to look up. That's all yeah. I can say. It's like, yeah, I love that. Head a little bit and look oh. around you and stop, you know, rather than the grind and yes. just getting things done and your phone and your whatever, right. just take a second to look around you and look up what's inspired, what's inspiring you? Like what would, what would make you want to change? Love it. Okay. Final question, which I feel like has been most of this episode, which I love. That's why you were like the perfect guest to have on here, but just explain to us briefly, what does living life by design mean to you? Yeah. Intentionality. Intentionality is key about everything. So, um, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to explain to people mm-hmm. intention if they don't know what that means. I think a lot of the time, I think that it's what I've just described in terms of looking up, I think is the best way Love to describe it. it. We spend a lot of our time just in our, in our stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we're at work, we're just going to the car, we're driving to the thing. At the moment, we're not, maybe we're not doing those things and now yeah. we have a perfect time to look up. But like normally it's just, I get the kids up, I go and do the thing, I'm in the mm-hmm. car, I'm going to the work, I have to just get this work done, then I have to just get home and then mm-hmm. I have to just get the kids to bed. I ha- There's like this yeah. having to weight of everything and we don't take time to pause and mm-hmm. go, how do we want to live? Like how yeah. do we, how would we choose to live our ideal lives? How would we choose to live our ideal days or weeks? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by intentionality. So for me, and let, you know, rather than letting the day run you, how would you run the day? Mm-hmm. And if you don't take control, I mean, I'm sure there's a quote and I'm going to do a terrible job about it again, <laughs> but it's something along the lines of, you know, if you don't take control, if you, you know, if you're not living for you, you're living for somebody else. That's yeah. what I want to say. Love so it. if you're not choosing your life and that could still be a job by mm-hmm. all means, that could yeah. still be 
you know, um, want to stay at home with the kids or, you know, it could be doing a bit of both. It could be any of these things, but it's your choice and it's your intention behind your choice. So that's what I would say. Oh, Lisa, I love it. I've loved this entire episode. I think the timing is so perfect. I'm so grateful and honored you had you know, that you were able to be on because it's not fi- easy to find a time when you're <laughs> an ocean apart. Right. Yeah, time zones are a thing, aren't oh, they? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. You have given us so much value. I so appreciate you. I'm so proud of you for everything you've done. You're absolutely inspirational and how you have pivoted at a time where a lot of people got scared and and if they're in that place now, I hope that this podcast will help help them to get out of fear and into action. And so thank you so much, Lisa, for your time. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.